In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host. I'm Andy. I'm not sure if I'm a vampire or a werewolf, but I sure am something, and I'm Evan. Wait for me, I'm coming. And I'm Ronnie. Evan, some vampires can turn into werewolves. Look at look at Strahd, look at Dracula. That's not fair. Some can turn into wolves, I guess. I know some vampires can turn into dogs. Oh, I'm sorry, I said werewolves. Yeah, some, some vampires can turn into wolves. Yeah, that's not the yeah. same thing as being a werewolf. Yeah, but like you're, I feel like you're bashing it because of the vampires. Anyway, we're talking about Young Hercules. Uh, it's still a trash fire, but there's some great puppets. It sure is a show that existed. There is good sure puppets. I was very pleased with the puppetry. Yeah, but, well, yeah. But before we get into Young Hercules, I've got a bit for us. What's, oh, yeah? what's that bit? What do you got? The bit is, what do you think your ending pending co-hosts would be the gods of. Ooh. I like this. I like this, this is a, a fun lot. One. This is very fun. This is fun. Okay, okay. <laughs> is um, it not fun for you, Evan? No, I'm... <laughs> Tell us what uh, you are an expert in and or what you are passionate about now. No, I th- I thought it's... I have Your to guess. Co-hosts. Yeah, I have to guess ah. what gods you are. I was just thinking, uh, that's why I I sort of hesitated, because I was like, oh, I can answer this for myself easily, but now right. I have to think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have to hmm. say something that I hope doesn't come off the wrong way and offend my podcast hosts. <laughs> We're all just uh, so sensitive here, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronnie, yours, yours is pretty easy, I think. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be very nice. I know. I was I gonna know. say that you're you're the deity of like music and also compassion Aww, or something like that. That's very. You're sweet. like a muse. Thank you. You're like uh, you're there to encourage people and also sing show tunes. Uh huh. I yeah. love that. I love that. Um. <laughs> Andy, I think you're kind of like the traveler. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't mean anything to Ronnie, but I, I, mean, I think you're I, like listen, the god. I was a part of like a three hour stream where we talked about the Dragon Age. I, I, I'm familiar. It's not Dragon it's Age. It's not Dragon Age. Critical, Age. Critical Role. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. I've seen that bumper sticker. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Andy's like specifically the god of cult leaders. <laughs> Oh god, oh no, oh no, oh no, this is too much responsibility. Oh, I don't want this. <laughs> I, I can take it. It's like, that. yes, everyone, worship me. Oh, wait, actually, actually, this is too much work. I, I have oh. to do paperwork, and I have to, like, talk to people, and everyone's relying on me, everyone's calling me all the time. Never mind, never mind, you're you gotta, all there on your own. Gotta kill them all in a volcano. Yeah. You're the god of cult leaders, specifically. That makes me sound like I'm a god of like weird polygamist Mormons, though, which I'm not. Just the fun cults, or just regular Mormons. Just the fun consensual cult sex cults. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Ronnie, what is Evan the god of and what am I the god of? I think I would say Evan is is like the god of like of creating beautiful things. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like, like something I was the god of before, but okay. Well, here here's here's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of 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 your of your miniatures and painting your miniatures and how awesome they are. And that is very well and very cool. Then I remembered Evan's whole bag is like creating, <laughs> taking leather and, and metal and, and turning them into like amazing, beautiful things. I do make a lot of things. Yes. Yes. yes I would say that that, that that is that is the thing. I would mm-hmm. it's just like here is a bunch of of it's like Hephaestus. Like here's a bunch of just like the earth. Uh, make Please it don't in- compare me to this specific version of Not Hephaestus. Not this specific <laughs> version of Hephaestus, though. I will say the specific version of Hephaestus may be the best thing about this show. But um, do you remember the Metal Woman episode? Do you remember how? Listen, listen. How that, was that like, broke all of our brains. See, the the thing with this show is that we can honestly say that that was like 15 episodes ago. Um, <laughs> and then Andy, I would say that you are like. The god of hugs, like the god of of cozy, warm encouragement of just like you would you would send your burnt offering to the god Andy. And all of a sudden you would feel just and and wrapped in in just wondrous magic in that way. Unless you're a Republican. Well, there's that. I mean, you know, you can I mean, as with these gods, you can choose who to bestow your your gifts and benefits upon. Yeah. Or who I'm gonna smite, or who you're gonna smite, Andy? What, what? What are me and Evan? What are we the gods of? Uh, so Ronnie, you are the god of like hearth and home and hospitality. Oh, and like when people go to your temple, like there's a good meal, there's a good drink, and like good friends. It's like uh, when you're here, your family. Is that Applebee's? That's Olive Garden. Oh, no. That's Olive Garden, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie is the god of the Applebee's. God of the Applebee's. <laughs> you're god of apples and bees. Both of those are great. You can make alcohol, alcohol out of both of those I things. I know, yeah. When, when you are here, you are in the neighborhood. So, yeah, so there there's that. Um, Evan, you are the god of stray cats. Oh, mm. I yeah. hope they all have good places to go to warm beds to lie in. Your temple is just full of cats and they leave out saucers of milk. And uh, yeah, you can just go and cuddle all the cats at your temple. Love that. I hope someone's getting them vet care. You. That is your responsibility. You're oh. their god. Yeah, you I are a very of all of them. You're a very young Hercules god where you are like in it. You're in the mix down there on the earth. Yeah, I just live here. This is in fact just my house. This was fun. I liked when we talked about me. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe neither of y'all said that I was like the god of horniness or something. Well, I mean, being horny for Kurt Wagner. I legitimately thought you were going to say I was the god of blowjobs and was going to be like, oh, but that didn't happen. (laughs) Here's the thing is like with you, Evan, like all of the like Ares is the god of war. 
I mean, he's also like super muscular with terrible facial hair. You don't mention that part. He's got those part. fuckable sideburns. Right. He's got no. those very fuckable sideburns. With you, no. it's like we the just. Most unfuckable sideburns. We just assume you're like the god of stray cats. Oh, I mean, he's the horny god of stray cats. It's like, mm. is the god of, of like beautiful. Cre- I mean, the horny god, like the very, very horny for blue demons uh, god of beautiful creations. Uh, That's a given. We know that. We're your worshippers. You said I was the traveler. I tell people to draw dicks on everything. So I think we're all a little horny. Mm -hmm. The true friends was the horniness we found along the way. (laughs) The true friends was the horniness. Not the true, the true not the treasure, treasure not, not, the, not the treasure, no. but the friends. The friends we the made. True, the, true. the friends we made along the way were horny. The, <laughs> the, young, the, the young Hercules was the God's sweet. I, I lost it. There was something. Yeah. There was going to be something there. I guess yeah, we're talking fine. about this show. Let's now. talk about young Hercules. Let's Evan, talk about it. I'm going to be Ronnie. Evan, what happened in these episodes? Okay, I'm going to do the same thing I did last time. I'm just going to read the IMDb summaries. I'm phoning it in at this point. And Ronnie, like, did I, I don't do a care. good job being you? You did an excellent job being me. That yeah. was perfect. Uh, I want to preface this with there are episodes that I remember in vivid detail out of these, and there are episodes that I have no recollection of whatsoever. All right. Uh, episode 13, entitled Forgery. Hercules, tired of being caught... Co- Tired of being called boring, calls... This is such a strange sentence. Hercules, tired of being called boring, calls on the fire of Hephaestus's forge to change him. His friends must save him before the fire destroys him. Uh, otherwise known as the episode in which Hercules becomes Spider-Man 3. Yes! Oh my goodness, uh, I have that exactly written in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> episode 14. No way out. While trying to distract Lilith from the planning of her surprise party, she and Hercules get trapped in a cave-in. Ares takes his this golden opportunity to try to get, try to yet again get rid of Hercules. Who constructed these sentences? Because they're very strange. Um, episode 15, Ares on trial. Ares tries to kill Hercules directly, and it's put on trial on Mount Olympus by some of the other gods. Uh, spoilers, it wasn't Ares, it was strife in disguise and also i don't know why suddenly it's a crime to kill him because he's been trying to kill him the whole time and so like three other people have been trying whatever um episode 16 down and out in academy hills hercules jason and eolus rescue a drowning man who falls from the sky the man has amnesia so the boys try to help him discover his true identity don't remember that at all uh episode 17 winner take all Hercules discovers two other sons of Zeus, Castor and Pollux. In his zeal to get to know his newly found brothers, Hercules forgets his true friends. This is like uh, some kind of superhero sleepaway camp. This is, uh, I've never read Percy Jackson, but I imagine this episode is what that is. Uh, Episode 18, A Serpent's Tooth. In an attempt to destroy Corinth, Discord and Strife disguise themselves in blackface and bring Jason a gift. It's real bad. It's real bad. The gift is a baby monster that Eolus comes to love. It soon becomes clear that the monster is dangerous. It is <laughs> tragic that literally the best thing that's ever been in this show is, is an episode with the blackface. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I want to I want to reiterate this show came out in 1999, right? Yeah. In 1999, 
it wasn't this was not like in the 70s or something it wasn't okay in the 70s i'm just i just want to stress for y'all this is not that long ago um episode 19 the lure of the liar hercules and his friends must defeat the bacchae the vampire-like followers of the god Bacchus, while also keeping Lilith from becoming one after she's bitten. There's... There's... We'll talk about this. Um, episode 20, Fame. Hercules runs to his friends... Runs into his friends Orpheus and Eurydice, who helped free from Bacchus. Eurydice discovers that in return for freeing her, Orpheus has to recruit more Bacchae. Bacchae? Bacchae? Uh. The Bac... The... Vampire, vampire wolves, the vampo wolves, and that's we watched up to episode twenty, y'all. We're we're not even halfway through. No, we're not even with with the way we, that these episodes drag on. We are not even close to, to halfway through. We have some some good things though that have happened. We have some very we, we, good things. We have certainly some positives. Some, certainly, some things have happened in this trap, sure. and we'll we get got, to that. Good. Oh, I was going to say a good thing. Well, uh, first we have to talk about these episodes and uh, whether or not they're working for us. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, format and structure. Yeah, we have a blah. format. I'm, I don't uh, remember it. Hey, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. When do we watch? Seven of these? Seven I episodes? Think, I don't know. Eight. Thirteen. I always do bad with this part. No. Seven. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 minus 13 is 7. 7. Wait a minute. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. No, it watched. Because we watched 13 through. It's 8. It's 8. Oh, you're right. You're right. I can't do math either. I'm sorry. No, that's that always messes me up. Um, So we watched 8 episodes, which is more than we've ever watched on any episode of Ending Pending. On the show, sure. Um... Andy, did they work for you? Uh, you know, Ronnie, after some careful consideration and how bad they are, no, no, they didn't work. Hey, Evan. Yeah, Ronnie. These eight episodes of Young Hercules, did they work for you? Oh, they sure did not, Ronnie, but boy... Boy, did I feel some feelings. Boy, did I have experiences. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these eight episodes of Young Hercules work for you? So they... They kind of did? Yeah! I changed my answer. I'm going with Ronnie. This show's great. (laughs) They kind of... And, like, I'm taking this totally as its own thing. These eight episodes, um, there were terrible, terrible things in these episodes. But the metric that I am using now is, did I find it grossly unwatchable? And the answer is, I did not. I did not find it unwatchable. Um, um, there were uh, there were bits that certainly were amusing, particularly yes. in the latter half, I felt but like for the wrong reasons. I'm here right. for the Bacchus. <laughs> I'm here for Bacchae. <laughs> there, there, oh, are certainly, there are certainly gotta, some like format things that we can talk about that like what makes this show terrible and what makes it good. And it's very clear one way or the other. Um, and we'll get we'll get into that uh, right after a quick message from a Lunar Light Studio family podcast. 
Hey friends, did you? So there's this thing. There's this thing uh, in in the stars. They're having they're having some conflict up there. Did you know some, about this? Some space battle. Some space battles. And yeah. a lot of times people talk about the like hour and a half long space battles, the two hour long space battles. But what about those space battles that are only about like 22 minutes a piece? Maybe an hour, if it, depending on the format. Uh, that's where Force Friends Rewatch comes in. Um, are we talking about my other podcast? We're talking about Force Friends we're Rewatch. We're talking about the, the podcast that you cheat on us with. Yeah, yes. we're going to go and get up to all sorts of shenanigans. Mm-hmm, with Ryan. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is a bitch. We love, I love you, Ryan. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a good, Ryan. you're a good boy. He doesn't you're, listen to ending bending. You're a wholesome, you're a wholesome man. Yeah, no, oh, he doesn't have time for this. No. I'm not doing this for his benefit. No. He's Did just, you? he's a good, he's a good man. He's Evan, a good man. Did you know that Star Wars fandoms don't have to be toxic Sarlacc pits of gatekeeping and sexism? I don't believe it. It's a lie. <laughs> no, 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 it's true. Andy and Ryan, the host of Force Friends Rewatch, they watch the television series of the Star Wars universe and discuss the impact each episode had on them as fans and as human beings. And they definitely only talk about the TV shows. And occasionally the films, theme parks, video games, tabletop games, action figures, cosplays, actors, writers, novels, comics, and lore, but mostly just the TV shows. You can catch Force Friends Rewatch every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for reading all that, Ronnie. I hear them recording it through the door, so I knew all of that, but I'm sure our audience didn't. I heard they have a great producer, too. Yeah. They have a pretty okay producer and also ad copywriter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you should check it out. It's it's a blast. The dynamic between Annie and Ryan is is bar none. Um, it's just something you don't hear often when you hear people, you can hear it. Like there's lots of great star Wars people out there who like have like a one-on-one conversation with the audience, but like people to find like two people who can like agree and, and respectfully disagree about some star Wars stuff. Um, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. Go check it out. It's great times. I want to talk about Netflix and kill. Yes. And this isn't just because they have the shortest one. (laughs) A podcast for horror enthusiasts who are ready to plunge the depths of Netflix. I really like how you punched the P in depths. Depths of Netflix. Depths. 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 Okay. Of Netflix. Hosted by Kyla, Marty, and Hannah every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio. Or wherever the fuck your podcast may lurk. May your nightmares be plentiful. Got a little saucy there. Got I added saucy. the fuck in. Yeah. yeah. Dude. What I like is that I was envisioning you being like a very like... The, the, you know, what is it? The Midnight Society or whatever from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which is like a flashlight under your chin. And then you said fuck it. And I was like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> saucy. This I'm a saucy keeper spooky, who fucks. Saucy spooky ghost. They're, they're a great podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. They've they've let me 
come on once or twice. Uh, it's it's a ton of fun. Um, I usually don't dig horror movies, yep, but I yep. really I really love their podcast. I was gonna say the same thing. It's it is my way of of understanding because I'm very intrigued by horror, but cannot watch it. So I listen to their <laughs> podcast to get all the good good bits that I enjoy. Uh, the hosts are a ton of fun, and mm. uh, they watch some good movies and they watch some real bad movies, kind of mm. like us. Yeah. So uh, check out uh, Netflix and Kill. Check out um, Star Wars Force Force Force. I forgot about the show. Check out Netflix and Kill. Check out Force Friends Rewatch. You're gonna hear an ad in a second for what you call it. Check that out too. All oh, these watch po- call it so good. Watch call it so good. Britain Reed are are the best literally the best um check these podcasts out and more on lunarlightstudio.com hey reed hey Brittany. hey all of you out there in podcast land this is what you call it a podcast about life liberty and the pursuit of nerdiness here's what people are saying about it oh have you heard of the what you call it hey that that is my favorite podcast it is right now. So good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish. Well, I can't believe that for a second. You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things. A Midwest fancy thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs> You're gonna love it, though. Oh, you're have, just gonna love have it. Have you heard Brittany talk about being from California? Oh, have you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Yeah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouth. Listen. From LunarLightStudio.com. All right. So uh, let's talk about. Because there were, even though y'all didn't like it as much as me, there were lots of things to love about these eight episodes of Young Hercules. Can I, I just want to jump right ahead to the Bacchus episode. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let me, I want to, I have such a complicated relationship with my experience of having watched these episodes. You know who else has a complicated relationship with Bacchus? Hmm. Everyone that meets Bacchus. So you're like right in there with uh, Eulidas and... What? Ooh, Eurydice? Eurydice. Eurydice. I, I don't, I'm not uh, wearing my glasses and Evan's computer is very far away. My Hades Eurydice town stands out there the getting Orpheus. fired Orpheus. up. Yeah, you're like the or- Orifices and oh, Eurydice. Oh, it hurts me. You, you also it have a complicated me. relationship Wait with Bacchus. For me. All right, uh, I'm. I don't. I don't think I can categorize any of this as positive or negative because it was its own emotional experience. It was its own journey that I went on. So the first thing you need to know, um, Bacchus is the Christian devil. Yes, he is. I don't know. I. He's specifically I, like he, Catholic well, devil. The he. Have you seen like Tenacious D? Yes. The. He is the devil from Tenacious D. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, somehow more. He's even more. That Tom Cruise movie. What Tom Cruise movie? The the unicorn one where he's, like, a little elf twink. What? Y'all know. Y'all gotta know what I'm talking about. Unfamiliar. The The movie where Tom Cruise, he's, like, a little baby boy. He's, like, 
like 18 or something and he's like in a fairy tale and he's got to fight like the the, the the Christian devil. I have no idea what you're talking he's about. He's wearing like armor, but it's made out of soda cans, but it's supposed to be armor. Did you write this movie? No, it's a thing. I'm Googling it right now. Don't talk See, about anything else. And then here's, here's the thing. If I was going to write a movie about a movie that never actually existed, I would totally cast 18-year-old Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise unicorn movie is what I'm Googling. And we are loaded very slow. Okay. Legend. It is called Legend? Yeah. Legend? But look at this Bacchus-looking motherfucker. Oh, that man in a red rubber suit does does indeed look like... Anyway, Bacchus in the Hercules universe is apparently... Oh, it's Tim Curry, too. Tim Curry was the devil in that movie. Oh, wow, okay. Ooh, um, should we watch Legend? <laughs> should we watch... <laughs> Sounds pretty good, actually. Please let me relay my experience <laughs> with these episodes. Please let me get through this. I'm dying. Okay, you talk about your complicated relationship with Bacchus. Okay. Uh, Bacchus is the Christian devil. Mm -hmm. I don't know how or why they decided on this costuming choice. Uh, it almost looks too good for their budget, so I kind of suspect that maybe they bought this devil costume off another production. Maybe one that never happened. Maybe one that, uh, like, cut the devil scenes. I don't know. They got it from Tim Curry. They, they got this, <laughs> this, like, devil horn face torso beard prosthetic from somewhere and they just decided how can we use this this is bacchus now bacchus followers have raves and they're all vampire werewolves uh so they they have the vampire teeth they have like like lost boys style like underground like cavern hideouts and they lure people there with their their devilish music their rock and roll music and then they bite them and they turn them into vampires but these vampires specifically can turn into wolves um, and they can go out on the sun and they can and stuff. Yeah, yeah 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 so um but somebody like explains how the followers of bacchus get, like transform or whatever he doesn't mention the vampire thing he's just like they, they become wolves. Like, yeah, okay, but the vampire thing, like, they're all doing the, like, the thing with their fingers where they're like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they got their long nails and stuff. They got stuff. the nails and they've got their, they do the thing where they, like, perch their hands up and they, like, <laughs> you know. Their, their nails they're, are a good four inches long, too. Yeah, so they're doing the vampire thing and they, like, they they get take Hercules to this rave, this underground rave party and they turn his friend Lilith, who is just a plot device, into a vampire, and they have to unturn her into a vampire. And the and uh, Orpheus is there, and he has an electric lyre. Mm -hmm. It's a guitar. It's an electric guitar. Well, it makes the noise that an electric guitar makes. It's not a real instrument. He's just like strumming this hunk of plastic. But it's an electric lyre that makes the sound that an electric guitar makes. Uh. And then in part two of this Bacchus thing, they think they freed everyone from Bacchus, but then he, like, comes back, and there's an even more modern, like, club that they're at, where Orpheus is playing his electric lyre that he got from Bacchus, a la, like, some kind of, you know all those, Definitely like... went down to Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah Fiddle exactly. of gold, yes, that shit. Yes, a la, exactly that, a la, the devil went down to Georgia, but he's got his golden 
flyer that he uses to make rock music, and he's got a tunic with large shoulder pads and fringe on it, and he's mm-hmm. playing his electric lyre. He's got those dreads. And he did not have dreads in part one. He got so dreads these are all in positives, right? He's I'm. There's there's no word for the emotion that this is evoking in me, so I just need to lay it out on the table. Sure, sure. So um, these these episodes were great. Oh was, yeah, oh, they were so I good. was not I was not bored. I will say that for sure. I was I was watching the, the television while these episodes were happening. I'm definitely here for a bard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were something though. As with most of these episodes, like any time that that Ronnie me says that I like something, um, it is almost always because it evokes an emotion that the show had no intention of evoking. <laughs> um, but like I sang earlier, a uh, little Orpheus and Eurydice there made me uh, get get in my Hades town feel. It's a great Broadway musical. You should check it out. Um, all about Hades and Persephone and Eurydice and Orpheus. It's so good. Um, and I've just been jamming to that for like the past are, couple of hours. Are these like characters from Greek mythology in a musical? Oh, you no, mean Orpheus like, and Eurydice? Like these ones, yeah, yeah. Orpheus and okay. Eurydice. So it's like the story of Eurydice is trapped by Hades, I believe, and Orpheus has to take her out of hell. And Hades is like, "Oh, you can do that, but if you trust me, you won't have to look back at her to make sure she's still there, or else I'm going to take her." And he looks back and she turns into a statue. Oh, so it's like Lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit like Lot. Cool. Except it was first. And yeah, the Bible it was totally that, cribbed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she has a name. Lot's wife never gets a name. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Because Bible. Um, yeah, it's it, these, these char- they, they do a terrible disservice to these characters. I hope they come back and actually do some real Orpheus and Eurydice stuff other than him wanting to save her and earn her freedom kind of thing through the love through music um how about that turtle though that turtle though i I gotta say that was a great costume again like looks beyond their budget frankly so i don't know if i don't know if they know a guy who made the turtle costume it looks like it has to be from the jim henson creature factory right yeah i i felt the same way it it's you know that uh the good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. The Jim Henson ones. Yeah, it's as good as those uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle suits. Like, it's a really good little suit. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like a prehistoric baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I'm with Iolus uh, on this. He's great. Yeah. Oh, he's great. He also I'm- made me uh, realize that it's time to create my own Sonic OC. Um, it's been a long time coming, but I, I, cause the way that he balled up into a ball and rolled around was like, Oh, it's Sonic the turtle. I said, no, 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 that's spits the turtle. That's my new Sonic OC spits with a Z the turtle because he spits poison mm-hmm. that catches on fire, but only later, only later, <laughs> only after um, some time. Hephaestus was all over the map. Uh, again, sometimes he's like, a stoner uncle, like a pothead, like right older friends who like dispenses like fortune cookie wisdom, and then other times he is like five. Right. Yeah. Well, I, he he goes from horny teenager to Caduceus Clay. 
I do. We we are up against something here where the episode that you didn't remember, Evan, about somebody falling from the sky mm-hmm. um, and not knowing who he was. That's Hephaestus in that episode. This like it's clearly out of order um, mm. because we've seen Hephaestus like five times and all of a sudden he lands in the lake and they're like, who's this guy? We'll call him fish. And it's like, I, I mean, just like why? What? What is the point of putting this here? This does nothing. So, like, I think we're missing out maybe on some character development. Um, But if that is the case, then it appears that he is kind of like starting wise and then becoming a five year old. So it's a little bit strange. I'll give it that. Um, So was it was he intended to start out as like naive and amnesiac and not know what's going on? And that's why he like creates a metal woman and, and that's why he does no, like that's, that is that is long after he is very sure that he is the bestness okay <laughs> um uh, yeah but that, that, that was epi- like his teenage years because there are literally episodes where he's like rolling back and forth like giggling at like fart noises and stuff and there are episodes where he's like yeah man what if the real like godhood was inside you all along it's like who are you? Yeah, it's it's all over the map. I'm still very happy to see him because because here's the thing that worked for me. Um, oh, the giant with the flamethrower. The giant with the flamethrower is very good. Dope. Um, so good. Which, which also looked like it was primarily done practically, like with a lot of practical effects and forced perspective and all that, which I love. Like this show clearly doesn't have the budget to do things like compositing yeah. and green screens and stuff like that. And they just like it looked like for the one scene where he's like looking over them and it's an over the shoulder shot. It looks like they may have just like got up scaffolding and shot a camera over his shoulder at everyone below. And I lo- like good. Good. Yes. You know where your lane is. Let's do this. Less Chiron. Less 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 centaurs. More. Please. Giants. No more Chiron. Yes. Please, yes. please. No more. Um, what, what I realized is that this show when it is, you know, some shows like really benefit from just taking the main characters and spending time with them. Like, you know, new girl is one of those shows where you just kind of like lock the door, play house. I just want to spend time with these characters. This show, when you just spend time with the characters that you see the most really sucks. I'm really tired of Jason. I'm really tired of Eolus. Lilith is just yeah. nothing. This episode really... is, is so inconsistently written as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I have some thoughts on Lilith later, but but yeah, Lilith is, it, like you said, is just a plot device. The episodes that worked for me were the episodes where, like, we got to meet, like, actual Olympians and, like, meet Bacchus and meet Apollo and Athena and, like... Yes. And, like, really get into, like, you are a son of Zeus, and yet we have had, like, kind of some Ares, barely some some Hera and Artemis and strife, so much strife. Like Aries on trial was fantastic. Such a good episode. I was very, I was concerned about it because they use the trope of like, I'm going to unsuspectingly choose someone to defend me that doesn't want to. Like that was something that they used in the uh, whole Amazonian slave episode. Like that Mm -hmm. was not, I'm mad that they did that again, but it kind of worked this time. Like it kind of was okay because like at that point, I honestly believe that Aries was guilty. And that he was just trying to bring Hercules down with him. But like the fact that he wasn't makes so much sense to say, nope, Hercules, you were the only one there. So you have to defend me like uh, it. Plus, like 
surfer dude Apollo and like just like queen of the court Athena. Um, and it, like the the only character development we've ever gotten for Aeolus. When yeah. he is like screaming at the sky like fuck the gods like this is bullshit and like all I know is my friend was in trouble and I couldn't do anything to help him because I'm just a mortal and this is so beyond my comprehension. Yep. That was the most interesting Aeolus has been in this yep. show. Yep. The only time he's made sense. They the came only time very close. They came sense very close to doing something. It was yeah. about 45 seconds. It was about 45 <laughs> and then seconds. he immediately went back to being 12. But, like, that was great. Negatives? Do we have more positives? Oh, oh, I've got positives. Let's hear them. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> that it might. Well, I'll save that one because I think that might be a bridge between the two. I, I agree with you, though, Ronnie, that when this show is introducing, like, new, weird side characters and monsters right. and, like, Hercules is learning either about them or about himself. Like, right. that's really good. So, like, the Ares on trial yeah. gets to go to Olympus. Right. And, like, that was really cool and exciting and neat. Right. And the Bacchus stuff yeah. was just, like, buck buck wild. Just yeah. totally nuts. And not, and like, not like we're going to invite, like, some historical figure to the academy like i don't want to play in that world i want hercules to go play in the world of the gods that you have set up for him in like the first episode like let's yeah. do this um argus is flamethrower argus is the giant um who has he a flamethrower i do remember the giant with the flamethrower. Yes. he has um the reticle symbol on his flamethrower is I mean, it clearly probably just stands for Argus, but it's just the anarchy symbol. And I liked that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed so that into, too, and it was great. I was so into Giant Argus, the blacksmith, just being a total anarchist. Just, just fuck the power, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, um, it was quality. There's this, like, the scene at the beginning of, of the Turtle episode where um, Jason is playing King. Oh, it's so bad, Ronnie. It's Don't so say. bad. It's oh, so bad. Okay, good. But I'm so. But I was so into the fact that it's like a dispute over a cow of like, this is my cow. No, it's my cow. I so so wanted them to say, well, we're gonna cut the cow in half. Then <laughs> I was. You wanted so, him to do a Solomon. It really seemed like it was headed in that direction. It really seemed like it. I um, will say that that it was very bad, but. It, it kind of became funny again where yeah. this 30 year old man playing uh, a boy prince is like, yeah. I want to play ball with my friends. Yeah, this man oh is like 30. God. This man is 30 years old. And he was like, I want to go out and play. Why can't I play? Why can't I play ball? Yeah. Jeez. There's also the, 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 to talk about more. We talked last time about like, is his dad dead? Is what's going on there? They talk about in like the uh, the sports episode about how he's like, well, I won't be here next year because I'll be the king of Corinth. And it's like, what is this succession plan that is going on here? Like, what is is your dad going to die? Is he going to like leave? Is your uncle just like stepping in for some time? Are you at the academy to be? To learn how to be a kid, it's all very confusing. I'm, I'm not interested, but you've said enough that I'm, like, angrily intrigued. So the thing that I think might be a good bridge between the two is my good thing 
is Spider-Man 3, Ryan Gosling. Oh, boy. This was such a weird episode. It was so weird. It, Southern accent? He was doing like a Texas yeah, thing? Yeah, he decided so he, to be Texan. Here's the he thing. He decided is it, to grab it, women a lot. It struck me as very... It was definitely Spider-Man 3. It was definitely like Hercules yeah. does not know how to be cool, so this is what Hercules thinks cool is. Um, it was astounding that this was not a ripoff of Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. This this must have come out before Spider-Man 3. Yeah. But just like the similarity, even the shot where he like walks in the door and like does he like does a hair flip thing. Yeah. And like swaggers over to the like there there were just such similar beats yeah. and such a strangely uniquely similar situation where he's like been possessed yeah by the spirit of something that is extremely uncool i i i don't know it's so very weird hey there pending pals this is ronnie from the future of this episode but still in the past for you i'm realizing as we're discussing this uh wild scene with uh cool but definitely not cool hercules uh, we did not mention that this show is produced by Sam Raimi, which means that Hercules acting cool and Peter Parker acting cool are both Sam Raimi products. I've connected the dots and realized that this is not ripping off of Spider-Man 3, but instead Spider-Man 3 ripped off of Young Hercules. The Spider-Man 3 scene that we all know and love the most has its origins in this one season TV show. Just thought I'd share that with you because it was wild to me while I was editing and I thought that it should be a part of the historical record. Uh, anyway, that's wild. <laughs> um, back to the episode. You were saying that he has like a southern accent or, or a hair. It's just like what I describe this as is very, very Nick Cage. It gave me huge, huge Nick Cage vibes in that very like I'm talking and chewing something at the same time and very really enunciating the words and looking all around. It's just like it it gave me huge and it would have been very much like of the era Nick Cage. Um, Yeah, I think he definitely pulled from that. But I like at the beginning, I wrote that like I think this is exactly where it started to turn for me. I said, this is painful to watch. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, I really enjoyed that, though. (laughs) That one didn't that one. That one didn't feel like work. Uh Oh, do I like this show? Uh What made me so mad about it was there's definitely something thematically going on where Hercules is a very good boy who just wants to be a hero and like make his mom and dad proud and he's very noble and Zeus is a fuck boy. Yeah. And for Hercules to like, like he keep like his biggest desires to meet Zeus or like gain Zeus's approval and to, there's something there with him, like making this wish and like saying like, Oh, I want to be like Zeus, make me like Zeus. And then he ends up becoming a fuck boy and like there could have been something there with him being like you know what i don't want to be like zeus like my dad sucks like if that's what my dad is like and i was acting like that then i don't want to meet my dad or i don't like want his approval and there was something there and they just totally missed it 
They totally, totally missed it. That's like the whole story with this show is like they they've got nuggets of the good Hercules show in there that they they have every opportunity to explore and they it just flies right over their heads again and again and again. And like we haven't met Zeus yet, and I, I I do not remember what Zeus is like in Hercules' legendary journey, and I don't know if they made Zeus like biblical god because they often do that, where they make Hercules kind of like a Christ figure, and then they make Zeus kind of like 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 Yahweh God, and I don't know if Zeus is a fuckboy in this or not, but he should be and that should have been what the episode was about and instead it was like hercules is on red kryptonite or the black suit spider-man thing and it it sucked well it 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 comes to the point where like we realize that hercules as a character has very little motivation has very little reason to exist other than wanting to hang out with zeus and so mm-hmm. there's so like the Amazon Amazonian episodes, this episode, the episode with the, the the other sons of Zeus and the sports episode. Like we there's so many episodes where it's like, hmm, maybe like Zeus isn't great. Maybe I shouldn't want to emulate him and be a part of him so badly. But then like if we follow that path, the story falls apart. Like what what are we doing here then? I understand yeah. that like there is more to it, especially in Legendary Journey, but like this show has established no reason for that, and I don't think it's going to establish it in episode seventeen when like it it, it this is to say like Hercules needs more of a reason to be at Chiron's Academy, more of a reason to like be interacting with the gods and be like friends with Aeolus and stuff like that. Like it nothing happens other than like that's the entire way that they he you know good goody two shoes hercules gets drawn in by orpheus to go see bacchus because he's like oh he's a son of zeus you'll want to see him hercules is like what i didn't want to party but now i want to party if it's a son of zeus it's like like it's just like so it doesn't make sense at this point by episode it's 20 Zena, it, it's why xena will always be a more interesting character xena yeah. has more motivation and more driving her than Hercules ever does. Didn't the animated Hercules come out in like 1997 or something? This so um, this show, Hercules, Young Hercules, and the animated um, Hercules TV show that was based on the movie were coming out simultaneously. So it probably came out two years before this. The film did. Yeah. So I feel like that, even if it was subconscious. Uh, Hercules's whole motivation in the Disney movie Hercules was to like figure out like what the deal was with his father, you know, he like, wanted to become a god. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to he 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 wanted to like be a part of something. And I feel like they were they were clearly influenced by that, even if it wasn't deliberate. Well, I, I mean, like like with most things, once Disney does a thing that becomes like the official version like that becomes mm-hmm. the version people know really well even if it's not the accurate version uh if we're talking about bad things uh the I mean, the, the olympics games episode with the other sons of zeus yeah that was bad like jason Boring. jason that jason should have been the one to save the day because the yeah. whole point was because he's a, a mortal guy yeah the whole point was like 
these guys are demigods and they're assholes about it. And even though Hercules isn't an asshole, he's hanging out with them and like they're taking it too far and they think they're better than everyone. And Jason even has like this whole thing where he's like, you just because you're a demigod doesn't mean like you don't have to follow the rules like you're not above everyone else. And then he still has to get saved by Hercules. And it's like, well, clearly they were better than you, Jason, because you got your ass beat like three times by these guys and you needed your demigod friend to like save you. So like the win should have gone to Jason there. Like Hercules should have like gotten beat. Like he should have stood up to them for Jason and then gotten beat and then Jason saved the day. Uh, but that's, that's not how it happened. So like they got close to another theme again and they just totally missed it. Yep. Yep. Well, he, he, it's the thing. Hercules has to be the hero has to be the perfect person on this show at any given point. And Nothing can be did, Hercules's fault. Did we talk last time about how Jason and Hercules should explore more about their father figures? I don't know I, if I was talking I to Evan and Kim about that while we were watching. I don't think, I think we you did were last to time us about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Jason has a kingly father who is out of the picture and who he's living in his shadow and he's got this legacy of being a prince like thrown on him. And Hercules has a godly father who's not in the picture and he's living in a shadow. And he's got this like demigod hero thing thrust on him. And they have these parallel stories, but one is mortal and one is like immortal or above mortal. And they don't explore it at all. Because they are not competent in their writing. <laughs> but like it's right there. Like it's right it's right there, and they mm-hmm. they brush up against it, and they hint at it, and they almost like have a conversation. Like there's, they almost do something with it, but they never do, and it blows my mind. And it, it also like I think we can draw from dialogue and stuff like that that like Aeolus is an orphan. Oh, and yeah, I mean, there's the flip side too of like Aeolus is an orphan and a criminal. Right, like that's his background. And he never knew his father and he has no destiny and he shouldn't be in this story, but he is. Right. And so, like, you have these three perspectives that are, like, kind of dark mirrors of each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, these these three these three boys should be, like, discussing this and growing and learning from each other and shit. And they just don't. Yeah. And it's, it's wild to me. Well, it's also, that- like... In this episode, in this, like, sports Sons of Zeus episode, we get so much, like, we, we've talked about it before, just, like, the legacy bullshit of, like, my father is Zeus, my father is the king of Corinth. Like, so much where it's, like, I wanted to do this to prove that, like, I could be, you know, worthy of this name. of the, And it's just, like, such a, like, a, like... Of course, it's being extrapolated from ancient Greece, but it is being written as like a very like white male power fantasy kind of thing of like, no, the legacy of my lineage is very important. And it's just like you we're not exploring what that means emotionally. And so I'm not willing to do anything with it from just like a literal name handed down standpoint. Yeah, it's it's very bad. It, it's. It's not explored at all, mm-hmm. and there's no emotional stakes at all, and 
the acting's not particularly great, so like it. <sighs> it was a chore. Yeah, yeah, that was no good. But Bacchus, Plus the act- though. But Bacchus. Bacchus was great. Bacchus was fun. Um, uh, no way out was very bad. The mm-hmm. Lilith birthday. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was like, is she yeah. an Amazon? Is she a student? She talks about her family growing up and her dead brother. She made up a whole new backstory that didn't that was incongruent with the backstory that we know about her thus far. Like when yeah. did she become an Amazon? She was an Amazon for a while. Well, she there. was an Am- like she was an Amazon only for a short time when the Amazons came to the academy and then she came back to the academy. I don't think that she's like the story is that she was born an Amazon. I thought was that was where she had come from initially, and then she like went back to them. Yeah, she was in the slave ship. She was a, no, no. She was rescued from the slave ship, wasn't she? No, no. She just popped up during the uh, the that was she was at the school, and she came to the school before they went to the slave ship, and that was supposed to be their lesson of like, oh, we learned that girls can be good too, but they don't learn that. And they go back to the school and she's there. And then the Amazons oh. come to stay at the Academy. And Lilda's is like, I don't belong here. I belong with the Amazons. And then goes to the Amazons and completely changes her personality. She has quit this school and rejoined so many times. Yeah. 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 And I was, she is now that now that you've brought it up, I remember this. I remember you talking about this a couple yeah. episodes ago, Ronnie. But like, yeah, she, it, in my defense, Lilith is just all over the place. She's written so inconsistently. She's written with whatever personality they need for the episode she is in. Yeah. And apparently with whatever backstory she needs for the episode she's in. Uh, and I I cannot stand her. I was like hopeful about this episode because it was like set up to the degree of like it's somebody's birthday. We're going to throw a party and that's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And it was like them throwing a party for Lilith because she because they say like she's the Kumite. She she is the best warrior among them. Like they want to really honor her. And she's like, no, I'm too busy training. I, I can't like, you know, I can't go hunting with you so you can set up a surprise party here. And like that's a little bit of a flip on like the domestic woman wanting to throw a party because she's a party planner. Like it was, I, I was like looking forward to like what they were going to do with that. If they were really going to develop her, but then they just make her a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. If only like, it seems almost like they like took her out of commission to like put her in her place. Like I, I, I am just like, if the show were like more competently written, I would s- assume that they might be capable of doing something like that deliberately. But I really just think they don't know what they're doing. Exactly, exactly. But like, it, I can't. It, it's not like the the unconscious bias is not lost on me. Where it's like, no, I can't go do this thing you want me to do. I'm too busy focusing on my like career, basically, and honing it. And then I'm gonna get put into a situation where that means nothing anymore. Like my, my physical training can't help me now because I'm incapacitated. Like it really feels like it's like, okay, we're going to take her down a peg because she's getting like, you know, we made her the the champion, whether or not they meant to do it or not. It just reeks of that. And it is Mm -hmm. gross. Like it, it just is awful. Yeah. I feel that like the way she gets out of it is like through deception and like, Oh, we, we tricked 
Aries and stuff like that, you know, like women do. They're tricky. They're not, you know, strong and fighty. It's just it was it again, it had the 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 pieces to be a story, to be a good, you know, something. And it just whiffed. It just whiffed so hard. And meanwhile, Jason and Eolus are like literally the medium bad guy from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, just like bumping mm-hmm. into each other and, oh, what are you doing? What are you, oh, I'm going to set up this pretty pink arch. And no, what are you doing? I'm going to bonk you on the head. Like, I was surprised one of them didn't get pied in the face or something. Exactly. Like, it felt very like just disjointed from this episode where like we think Lilith might die. Like I was pretty sure Lilith could die in this episode. Another big problem I had with it was it totally made Ares look like a chump. Yeah. Like like Ares is so easily defeated by Hercules. Like once Hercules shows up, like and Lilith has like a broken leg and it is like delusional and like dehydrated and she's able to like dodge some of Ares' punches and stuff and like get out of there like scot-free. So then when Ares shows up in the next episode and is like a credible threat and like kicking ass, I was like, wait, didn't you get like wrecked last episode, Ares? Like, I don't know if I should be afraid of you right now. But the show is telling me to be afraid of him. I've never taken Ares very seriously. Well, like, if you just watch the the Ares on Trial episode, he beats the shit out of Aeolus and Jason and then beats the shit out of Hercules. Like, you are supposed to be afraid of him in that first three minutes. I know right. he looks really silly with the, the facial hair and the, like, deep V... But, like, the show is telling you, like, Wasn't their that lives... Was actually Strife, though? It was Strife in disguise, but the show is telling you, this is Ares, and your heroes are in danger, and you should be afraid right now. Yeah. And then but, the previous episode, though, we saw Ares just totally incompetent. Which and that to, was actually Ares. To Evan's point, like, we've seen Ares, like... I mean, we know that Ares can't hurt Hercules, like, that's the whole thing, but, like, we've seen him be super ineffective... But when Strife is is like cloaked as Ares, that's when like he's imposing and scary. It's it's what you're both saying makes sense. It's just like proves that like the writers have no real idea how they're developing any of these characters. No, it is. It is. Yeah. When did, when did Strife get this competent that he could perfectly mimic Ares's affect? First of all, like he could pass himself off. Strife to- is the woman. No, Discord's the woman. Oh, Discord? Yeah. Well, it was Discord as... Oh, no, it was Strife. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, When did he get that competent at, like, magic? And also, when did he get that competent at punching? Like, what? <laughs> you know? Like, he, he's been, like, a gremlin, like, lurking around all the time. Like, I have to get Hercules. Did you notice so, in, in the uh, Basilisk episode, in the Turtle episode, he had a new outfit? No, I was so distracted by the blackface. Yeah, I was just gonna say there was a there was that whole blackface situation there at was the, the beginning. Blackface situation, and then after that, all I noticed was the turtle man. So. I will I will say that usually he's in like worn leather with like safety pins connecting it, but in this one he was in like 
I guess you would call it like crushed velvet, like a velour <laughs> thing with like bedazzled um, like stitches instead of pa- pa- safety oh. pins. It was very, very chic. Uh, but yes, there was also blackface. Yeah, it was real bad. It, it was, was very, real, real very racist. Bad. I don't know if they thought it was OK. Be like, like because they were lampshading it because like they dressed discord up like with a fake mustache and like a turban and they right. put blackface on her and she was like in the you know in the context of the show she was in disguise uh and i don't know if that's why they thought that was okay but that's still very much not okay they still put blackface on somebody this is the same show that on the slave ship like i we mentioned like it's white dudes in turbans and that was uncomfortable enough and mm-hmm. they'd already like been there like they could have just put a beard on her and a turban and called it a day like it like it would, it Even still just would the not, beard. The beard would, would have been fine. Right. It would have it, sold it. You it know? still wouldn't and, have been great, but you've already tread in that water. Like, you've tread in that water now, and now you've taken a step further. And there's the, then the next scene where she takes the beard off, and it's clearly like she only did the blackface up to the mustache. And so, like, her mm-hmm. chin and mouth is still her skin. It, it's It's just like... Whatever the fuck the racist shit Gremlin Man was doing, too. In, yeah. Oh, I, I don't even know. He was I don't even a, know what that a, was, but he was in a full body cover, like a like an Islamic garb for women. Like it was, and and making yeah. just like really offensive noises and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like hand motions. He was he was doing doing gibberish noises, some sort of dance, and it was just like, what? How did we get here? None of how it did necessary. We get here? None of it necessary, other than the fact of like, hey, how about we be racist in this scene? Should we be racist and, in this scene? Let's just do racism. And literally the rest of the episode was, like, the best. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so wild that it was this really bad, bad start. And I was, like, about to turn it off. I was like, I I don't know if, like, I want to sit through the rest of this right now. And then the rest of the episode was so good. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what happened here? Jesus, young Hercules. It's also like, I don't know who is like doing art direction for these episodes, but all of like all of them are so clashing with each other at all times. Like we go immediately from this episode where we're in Corinth and we have this like Wizard of Oz ass like Technicolor painted background of the of the kingdom where it's just like the Mm -hmm. brightest blues and pinks. Yeah. And to, pointed that out also. Yeah, to the next scene, the next episode where Cora's like bar has been transformed into this club. Um, it could have been a live oh, action Batman Beyond TV show. Yeah, dude. There's like a literal like demon bouncer at this bar, and just like it, it, they have like posters up, <laughs> like literal like posters up in ancient Greece, like and like it, lighting and shit. Yeah, well, they have stickers. They have Orpheus's logo with the O and the little wings, and they have stickers. Do you remember, like, in the first episode of this set, how the one lady had a drive-through window? Yes, the pointless drive-through window in the foam wall that was not attached so to her dumb. restaurant. <laughs> so dumb. It's so like. The things that they choose and say, like, this will drive the point, the plot forward. Let's just play with what we have. We have racist costumes and this once that was like that was my other favorite part about the Aries on trial. We got a new set piece. 
Like it was we, a great we, set too. We were in Olympus with actual thrones and stuff, and, and clouds. I, I love that it was like the clouds of Olympus were like just a faux fur staple to the ground. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was, it was a new place to, to spend time in, and it was like all new characters. Like there were all kinds of gods. There's there was so much potential in that scene for like new characters to pop up and we didn't get a lot which i don't mind like i don't want to like flood it with people but like i, I just want to see new things from this show i've seen what this show has to offer when we play house of the Lunar Dead. light studio I don't want it return Pretty, to sender witty and don't gay. like it give me more give me something new also uh chiron is like super duper chill for having his academy attacked by like gods and giants and like punk rock Greeks with studded collars like once a week. Like they are constantly trying to defend this academy and he's just like, hmm, Bacchites, you say, hmm. I could not figure out why when like Lilith was infected by the Bacchuses, by the Bacchiae. They run her back to the academy and close the gates, and, like, the vampires are literally, like, at the gates hissing and, like, clawing, and then they get her to Chiron, and Chiron's like, yep, she's infected. She's gonna turn into one. Guess y'all better do something about like, it. good luck, students. And I'm like, Chiron, this is your top student. Like, she right. literally won, like, the fancy medal. Rally the troops. Yeah. Like, like you go to a hero academy. Everyone there is training to be a hero. Suit up and, like, go deal with the vampires at your gate and, like, go save your, your fellow classmate and literally no one else helps. I'm wondering if this, if that actor is, like, an actual, like, good actor who has like worked and stuff like that. And if after a while he was just like, so you can only shoot me from the waist up. Uh huh. Because from the bottom, I'm a horse down. Uh huh. Uh, I'm not like, I'm not putting my all into this at all. I think he just like checked out very, very early. I mean, understandable. Yeah, no, that horse, that horse, butt they strapped on him is very bad. Also the proportions of the centaurs are wild because they have to make them like the dude is just standing on his normal human feet in the front so they have to make the horse body comically small sorry that was a tangent but like no, man yeah and just every shot of the centaurs is it's just really weird and bad they could have just done a throwaway line of like all right we'll try and draw off most of the bakai right right you sneak back in like they, they could have just done like a bullshit hand wave explanation as to why only the three available main characters are like on this little final adventure at the end of the episode. But they didn't do that. It's, it's literally like the principal's like, all right, like good luck with that. <laughs> it, it's like puppet pals, Dumbledore instead of like actual Dumbledore. Anyone was that too deep a cut? No, no, I'm with you. I'm totally okay. with you. Like oh good luck, <laughs> so you'll you'll never believe this. I looked up the actor who is named uh, Nathaniel Lees, um, and guess what? Like his most prominent role is that's right, it's an orc in Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. 
He's also an orc? You know, yeah. I bet I know why. It's because... It's New Zealand. Yeah, it was filmed yeah, in New Zealand. Oh, that's fair. That's so fair. I, I'm sure that all of these people who are, like, you know, part-time extras or whatever were just yeah. like, yeah, I'll go out for that. His name is Ugluck, which, I mean, that's... I'm profiling, but that sounds like an orc name. How do you spell Ugluck? U-G-L-U-K. Could be a dwarf, I guess, but... Uh, he's also in Hercules Legendary Journeys and Xena Warrior okay. Princess. In all those, he only plays one episode where he's Chiron. The rest, he plays a different character. Uh, I want to point out that Ugluck is meets back on the menu, boys. Poor <gasps> Kai. Oh, no. wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way. Look at our boy. Our boy. Who taught him about menus? Who taught him what menus are? He learned that at Corin's restaurant. <laughs> he was reading a fucking menu there. He's the one who brought the knowledge of restaurants back to his Orakai brethren. Oh, that is amazing. Snaga is a great orc. Snaga goes for it. What about them? They're made of meat. I don't think that was the line, but that yeah. is a good line. Yeah, what about them? Oh, that is uh, so good. Well, I think that's as good as a place to end it as any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have closure now. Oh, yes. It's full circle. It's full circle. Mm -hmm. Strife and and uh, and Chiron. Chiron all got together on the, on the... Not even the same Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um... Let's uh, let's do a quick check in. Uh, we haven't done this yet, but I feel like at the almost halfway point, it's a good time to do it. Uh, the whole all twenty episodes, Evan, uh, is this show working for you? Uh, no. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, Andy, twenty episodes of uh, Young Hercules. Uh, does it work for you? You know what, Ronnie? Man, I'm, that was big yawn. I'm sorry. It's late. It's okay. Um. This show's kind of garbage, but it yeah. makes me think of shows I like better, like Xena and Hercules Legendary Journeys. So sometimes I do morbidly get excited to watch it, which is almost working. Like, that's almost... That's almost good, but it it's not there. It's, it's pretty bad. I hear you. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. You watched 20 episodes of, Her of Young, Young Herc. Boy, did I. <laughs> Are they working for you? Uh, no. 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 I think that, again, the pieces are there, but they keep taking big swings and big misses. They don't, they're not even swinging. They're just watching the pitches go by and saying, hmm, wonder if we could have hit that. Um, you know, I will say we constantly complain that the shows we watch are too safe. They play it too safe and they don't get weird. This show gets fucking weird. I think that's what I liked about the Bacchus episode. Like, th like this is weird. Like, this is, like, they're doing a lot with a little here, but it's weird. Bacchus um, and Turtle were both real yes, weird. Yes. And, but, like, with, like, like, they committed with the Turtle. They committed with Bacchus. Like, even, even like, as, as boring as the episode was, like, Argus the Giant, like, they went in with that of, like, him having a flamethrower that he has to, like, pump the bellows on his back. Um, like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the protagonists are weird enough. 
Yeah. I think that's the issue. The protagonists are nothing. They, no, yeah. exactly. They, it was just why, I, like, I have we, no idea what their personalities are. Which is why we have to spend so much time like playing other places for the show to be any kind of good, um, which is fine, but we don't always play other places. Sometimes we just play at home, and it's mad boring. Yeah, like, Hercules is only ever told by other characters that he's a wet blanket and plays by the rules or whatever. Yeah. Like, we don't know that about him. It's just something exactly. other characters have said in exposition. If you were to ask me his personality type, I'd say maybe st- stoic? Yeah. L- like, like detached, maybe? And I feel like that's only in, in like, the in recent episodes where they've decided that he's boring in a wet blanket. Yeah, that like came I, out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't feel like that's been like established from the beginning and I don't feel like anything has happened other than like like what we know about Hercules has fought gods has been like super clutch of a friend in like pinch situations where he can just walk in and destroy everybody and like was nice to Hephaestus one time when they rather him not be like other than that like. That that like that after that we decided, yeah, he doesn't like the party. All he wants to do is study and and meet Zeus. He, like he he did this elaborate like prank scheme to get Aeolus out of detention. Like a wet blanket yeah. doesn't do that. It's 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 ridiculous. We can't, I can't even get into the fact that like Hercules is like in love with Eurydice, which is like so. so I have such an issue with that as like someone who understands the mythology of Eurydice and 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 Orpheus, but like. That's like the compelling thing. He's either in love with Zeus and trying to meet Zeus or in love with whatever girl happens to be on screen at that time. It's really frustrating. It is very much like this just golden boy protagonist show that we've been doing way too much of. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it's not, it does not work for me. <laughs> All right. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Wait, we have to do the thing. I know it's Why late. Why do we even keep trying to do this? We always do this. <laughs> Wait, this they know. Um, you, uh, we, I don't think we've ever talked about the fact that we got a, we got a, uh, a beer from, uh, Micah Murd. Micah dot Murd. Yeah, M Murd. M dot Murd. We got a, a, a good time, good breakfast with, with M dot Murd and, and got us a beer. That was fun times. Shout out to a uh, to super fan of, of ending pending. Love hearing that. Love seeing that. Yeah, um, it was a damn good beer too. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Very good. Um, yeah. We uh, if you want to become a friend like that, uh, you don't have to buy us beer. It wouldn't hurt. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at pending pod on Facebook. At pending pod on Instagram at ending pending. Send emails to the show, pendingpod at gmail.com. Check out lunarlightstudio.com. All of the great shows there. Uh, shows we mentioned before, like Force Friends Rewatch, shows yeah. like Netflix and Kill, shows like What You Call It. Uh, all of those and more are available at lunarlightstudio.com. Check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash lunarlighthq. Um, we would love for you to, to, you know, check that out now during quarantine. Um, there's lots and lots of bonus content there. Some exclusively from Ending Pending, the uh, Annie and Ronnie heist. We heisted the Lunar Light Universe. We stole all the shows. It's a great bit of audio available to patri- patrons. Uh, check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lunar Light HQ. 
And now, Andy, feel free to go ahead. Psst. Psst, are you still there? Who, me? Yeah, you, Ronnie, yeah, there. Yeah, me. What, why, what's going on? Evan. Psst, Evan. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. All right. We gotta be real quiet. Okay. Because we can't tell Paul Chaplin. Oh. What, what 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 can't we tell him? Should we not tell him that meat's back on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay, goal. Bye, everybody. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.